Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents the state of African Americans in pro wrestling with your host, DJ Impact and Simon Street. All right, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact and I got Simon Street with me again and uh, we have another panel for you and I'm pretty excited for everyone that we have on. Of course, this is our episode three and we're doing the state of African Americans and professional wrestling is our topic and we're just going to uh, see where everybody is um, feeling right now when it comes to the profession. Here to help us to uh, talk about that, let's start it off with the Mrs. Maserati. She's trained at FSW, former FSW and OVW Women's Champion. She's participated in the first ROH Women's Champion Tournament. She's also been on Impact Wrestling, which, of course, is one of my favorite shows, and appeared on AEW Dark. How you doing, Maz? How's it going, everybody? I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, it's feeling good, uh, you know, to uh, grace you guys with my presence. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Also, we have here Fresco Matic wrestles for FSW as part of Light's camera faction, is the current BVW heavyweight champion, and is the host of the Fresco show. How you doing, bro? <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It is the street sweeper, the fly, the baddest man alive. And yes, that's right. The Fresco show host and creator is here to bless y'all. With my presence was popping. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And we also have <laughs> Mr. Nick Holiday, the member of Culture Inc. He's appeared for Generation Championship Wrestling, Reality of Wrestling, and now he's here in Vegas. Welcome, Nick. How you doing? Blessed to see you another day. Good to be a part of this panel. Thanks for the invite. No doubt. We appreciate all of you for showing up. All right, Simon Street, as usual, get us going. All right, y'all. First and foremost, thank you so much for everything that you do inside and outside the ring. Hold and on, hold on. I'm going to just have to cut you off for one second. Oh, yeah, yeah, First, okay. I just have to say one thing. Fresco, don't ever outstage me ever again. Oh, that, was, that was ridiculous. <laughs> what you mean? Like, that was so over the top. You, set up, you like, set up the lob. So I had to dunk it. You see the logo on the sh- see the logo on the hat. Come on now, dunk that right Come in my now. face, yo. That was just like Come on now. Come on now. You should know this is championship vibes only. We talking uh, about it anyway. The noise. We, we we talking Black History. We talking all that. We got to bring the noise. That's what's up. That's what's up. But then let's go ahead and take that energy and let's keep it moving forward. Right. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. Question that goes to all three of y'all. If y'all want to go ahead and answer it, go ahead. The state of African-Americans in professional wrestling, past, present, future. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go ahead and start off this question first with holiday. All right. Uh to be honest, like I said um, last week, I'm gonna say that AEW man they they did a they did a pretty good decent job of improving their stance on showcasing minorities and African American athletes. We all saw the beautiful debut of Keith Lee, and then he also faced another African American athlete in Isaiah Cassidy. 
And then, um, like I said, with the women's, they even took it a step further. Jay Cargill, TBS champion, they allowed her. I want to say she kind of had a say in the opponent that she faced. And then she brought in another African-American athlete from Texas who I've been down there working with in AQA. Mm -hmm. So going off of those two things they did last week, AEW's been taking a a step up and showcasing African-American minorities on their show a lot more. I see they're even going to take it a step further in Orlando. They're bringing in some MCs. They're bringing in some musical guests. You got J.D. Williams from Wrestling Flow. They're bringing in Montezzi from Swear City Podcast. They're going to give them a platform to showcase their music. And also the Black Celebration album that they also did throughout the month of Black History Month, where they got tracks with Scorpio Sky, Powerhouse Will Hobbs, um, Dante Martin, etc. So as far as the state of African-American um, representation, all elite wrestling, I would say that's drastically been improving. That's what's up. That's what's up. Cool, cool. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Fresco. What you got to say about that? Yeah, I feel like with the way the state of black wrestling, we're, we're kind of approaching uncharted territories because there's so many of us now. There's so many of us now within the scene that are that's making making pine, making noise to the point now where you can't really just go to a spot and just hope to, you know, uh, be there and like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I, you know, but bro, you know, your brother come in there and wrestle and stuff. Like now there's all types of elite talent all across the country that's really going for it. So now it's a matter of the fact that we have a, that I seen like list of just black wrestlers as for, for a top anything, in fact, there's enough to do that really shows kind of where we're at and what more there is to do. Like, you know, Ma's going to test like here, here in Vegas, like it's a, it's a crazy amount of just black talent that we have here in, in, in the city that's been making strides and is well-rounded in, in, in all the areas of the game. So I think overall in the, in the majors, presence is felt everywhere to an extent always room for growth definitely room for growth definitely things aren't you know where they should be as as, as far as the the talent and what your talent should should rise up to but i think having that kind of attitude and having that kind of mindset towards that goal is going to get us closer and closer to that point all right Maz, what you have to say <clears throat> Man, actually, both these guys really, they've, they've drawn down the line for all of this. Um, especially, you know, when I was growing, when I was younger, you know, like I was watching Jacqueline and Jacqueline wasn't being used the way like, you know, women are being used now, you know, used as I can, used as just small little break spots, you know, here and there. And now it's like you see black women everywhere just killing it right now, just being able to like main event, like especially main event big promotions like WWE and all that. It's like it it's it's so amazing to be like able to be in this like I don't know era right now of all this like black love like happening right now. It's it's been crazy. I just did FEW the other weekend in Florida. 
uh, with Malik. And um, yeah, Nick wasn't there. <clears throat> but yeah, he didn't want to show up. I'm going to be at the next one. Be at the next one. But it was crazy because like uh, we actually just, just being in a, a promotion full of just all black talent and like being able to ha- like sit in a circle and just like talk about all our passion here for the love of wrestling and like how far we've come right now. It's been amazing and I don't know, this journey has just been nonstop and I just hope we just keep on breaking down barriers. Like like Fresco said right now, there's so much good black talent right now in Vegas and it's just time for them to shine. So let me ask you, um, as being in the Indies and, and knowing so many other talent in the Indies as well, I'm sure that the goal, the ultimate goal is to hopefully make it to one of the uh, promotions that we see on television how difficult is it to get to that level um everyone is striving and struggling to try to make it to that top but it's only uh, so much room there it, it, it seems like um how difficult is it and, and more importantly how difficult it is for us as black people to get to there we know we know we see others that sometimes quickly move a lot faster than we do but being that you guys are right there in the uh in the industry what's your thoughts on that oh i'm gonna just jump right on in there right now um because i'm still dealing with that shit today so i literally just did aw and like you know there's people that saying oh i should get signed there which i would it would be great to go there but then other people are like like i'm not gonna say who but it's like oh they already have kira hogan there and it's just like okay what does that have to do with me right like what is like there's no room for two black girls on there like and then um another one i had a con like i have a post of me like seeing from a photo from aw and somebody had called me a jade wannabe and i don't know where the connection of me trying to be jade just because i'm another black female who's flexing with muscle like it's it's annoying i've been compared to Kira Hogan multiple times, Red Velvet, uh, and now it's Jade now, and it makes no sense because we're all different, and Sasha Banks especially, uh, we're all different shades of color, and we all are different character, we uh, all have different hair, it's just, it's crazy. So it's like, it's making it seem like there's not enough still, enough room in certain places, because still certain people right now, to this day, are seeing that there's only enough room for this one certain black person on right. the roster. And I'm thought that we're like past that, but mm-hmm. you know, just these past couple weeks kind of still just re-sparked that for me. And sorry if I sound a little like heated about it. It just I'm just like kind of over it. Like, yeah. uh, speak your truth. Yeah, you should though. Yeah. Let That's me ask a- you this question. Uh my bad. Go ahead, Holiday. No, you got it, my bad. You got it. Uh, I was just going to say, interesting enough how you say that, because uh, the follow-up question, and we can still go back to the past question, but just think about it and then answer it later if you can. Do you feel that sometimes the way a lot of the major promotions are is they have a quota of how many, and even just across board, not even just with Black people on the roster, right? They feel like they need to have a certain amount, right? And so they put you in a stereotypical box and we say, okay, we already have two Black women or, or three Black women on this show we can't have anymore do you feel that they only look at 
us based on the, our skin color and not on our talent, and we just happen to be black. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I honestly would would honestly be thinking that to the point, but that's why when you uh, address the first question, the state of um, African Americans and the state of professional wrestling, I wanted to bring up AEW because that's one of the main ones that was under fire from the African American community based off of the comments from Tony Khan about Ariel Monroe and, and how um, reasons why he didn't want to renew her contract when it was really other stuff that Ariel was going on personally where she didn't want to really work anymore. She really wanted to focus on being a mom uh, at home. But stuff like that, I really don't think there is a quota because like with the, with the valid ex- examples that I was giving to you in the first one, as far as them bringing in a Keith Lee and then you bring in an AQA who just got released from NXT, and then not only do you give her a match, but you sign her. You sign her and make her all elite also. And then like uh, Maserati was saying, Maserati was on dark and she had a match with Kira Hogan, who they just signed, I want to say, two months prior before that as well. And then there's another uh, African-American uh, female athlete on the market too in Athena, uh, FKA Amber Moon. I'm pretty sure if, the, if they offer her a contract, she takes it, they're going to get her as well. So that right there, that's more than a typical number of like African-American athletes for one roster. So I wouldn't think that they have a, a necessary quota for it. If you have the talent for it, if you have the charisma for it, if you have the, if you're reaching out to a certain demographic to bring in some more cash flow to the company, then I'm pretty sure they're not going to look at the quota. They're just going to look at if you can bring them money. And if you got a fanfare behind you, then we can tap into as well. We'll just bring them in. Let me ask, let me ask you this. I'll go, I'll let this be for Fresco. We haven't, uh, her much from him yet and I'll, I'll i'll bank that off of what you were saying nick from aew now yes you know you're beginning to see some some movement with black talent coming within aew but what what are they doing to develop their black talent into champions that's what i'm really looking into right now i mean that's yes the question I, yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, it's great to see Jay Cargo right now as the TBS uh, champion. That is great to see. But, you know, they've been around now for a good three years. I, where's Scorpio Sky? Why hasn't he been <laughs> uh, given a belt to something yet? Um, yes, we got Keith Lee. Uh, Jay Lethal's my favorite that's come in. But, I mean, um, I don't know. I We haven't mentioned much about WWE yet, but I've seen a lot more uh, champions given um, – over there and we could talk about by the way if 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 we like what we're seeing them being represented as over there or AEW because that's a whole nother topic too but just going back to my original question does it matter though Fresco that yes we see them they are slowly getting to you know adding up over there but what's the chance of them now moving up to become champions it's really just a matter of the field they're playing against and kind of the audience they're playing against. You look at what AEW has for in target audience, you know, who's a demographic, who's in there, who's, who's literally needle pushers drawing numbers for their area. That comes into it too. There's a lot of top end talent on AEW um, who might have, who might have a claim and have valid claims to be contenders for, for championships. So I think it's just a matter it's probably more 
in the heavyweight scene at least more of an even playing field than than, than looked upon. If we 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 just want to see more of those talents there to 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 get that chance. But you know, you kind of look at what's happened with Cody Rhodes earlier this week. Who would have thought he would have split the other way potentially? You know, so it's kind of like you know, free market games is like NBA in a whole lot of ways. Um, you know, I think it's there for the taking for a, a black wrestler to 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 be the first AEW world champion. I think I think honestly, you know, you got to get through that door. And the question earlier from Simon, you know, how hard is it to kind of break through? Wrestling is crowded right now. There's less jobs. There's more wrestlers on the scene with all big ambitions, all got plans, all got things going on. Everyone's trying to find a way to get to the top. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own one piece to look for. So it's really what it really comes down to is who's got the who's got the right plan, who's got the who's got the best well-rounded arsenal, and who gets seen at the right time. Um, cool you know. Huh? Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Rink has done a, a, a great job. Yeah. You know, but you can't talk about great job and great teams without the greatest movie you've ever seen. Oh my god. Lights camera faction. <laughs> of, 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 of course. But that's that's not here or there. It's just a matter of timing. Timing is everything, and opportunity is everything too. I feel like with AEW, you know, a lot of people who are deserving are getting opportunities. Um, I just think, really, if they can focus a little bit more on just on just on, on, on little details, I think we'll be fine. And I think as a competitor and as, uh, you know, an athlete and as a wrestler, that's all you can really ask for is a fair shot. As, as a fair shot, as far as the rest of these companies go, you know, it's there for the taking, but um, it's a it's a it's a vast field. So, you know, the the smartest the smartest gets the wheel. I think in the game, you know, the guy the guy or girl puts in the most work, and 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 has got the right plan, will eventually find their way to the top. Let me ask you this question then. So. That's a sound plan, and that's the way it should be. It should be based off of the person's work ethic, their professionalism, and being able to buy their time and wait for that opportunity. Now, with regards to a lot of major promotions, all right, in the past, now things have gotten a little bit better. Do you feel that when it comes down to, uh, when regards to uh, creative, particularly with WWE, creative and, and writing, do you feel that, we need to start as black people representing behind the camera more in creative in writing, particularly too, with regards to black women, because I know WWE, just my opinion, I feel sometimes they are a little out of touch unless they have somebody that's willing to, you know, be a little bit, you know, can relate a little bit, you know what I mean? In the past. Now, do you feel like, like, like there are strides to where, you know, people are like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, you being in the ring may not be the thing. However, you could lend your, your talents toward propelling us forward and for yourself with writing. I feel you're right. I feel you're right. Cause it, I mean, in that aspect, 
they literally should have Alicia Fox back there speaking for, you know what I'm saying, African-American women and some of the, the audience in the community as far as, like, WWE. They need to have Alicia Fox back there. Why can't they have Jackie Moore back there? You know what I'm saying? Those two sisters that uh, blazed the trail for uh, Sasha Banks and for Bianca Belair and for Amber Moon when she was in there, um, they should be back there uh, as far as with the creative and, like, putting them on game on how to showcase and display African-American athletes. But, Maz, are you finding um... – are you finding like the characters that that they that they're playing? It could be from any. I know we're talking about WWE. We can stick there. We can go to another company if you want. But are are you finding the the roles, the characters that the black women are playing, that they are, uh, you know, some po- um, positive role, or do you see the same old kind of, you know, not necessarily making us look good in front of the camera? Okay, so I didn't want to cut you off because you were already cutting in and out. So I was oh. kind of trying to put it, put them together in pieces. Uh, you kind of got it. What I was can saying. You repeat that one more time. Okay. It's- no, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, so, are with with the women that that you see on wrestling now, black women that you see, do you find that the characters, the characters that they have, that it is a positive, um presentation that we have on camera with them or do you see it to be something else i think it's better now uh definitely uh if you look at some of the roles from back in the day like mm-hmm. if you got shaniqua's role it was kind of <laughs> right that was cringe bro that was cringe yeah and it, it's unfortunate because she's really athletic and all that stuff and i don't know i feel like they could have used her in a different way and maybe you know her would have been better for her and you know but better look in general um i feel like it is a little bit better he also had yeah brother devon you know what i mean yeah you have all these uh like animated characters and stuff i think um you know back then was a little bit more a little less um filtered back then you know I grew up in an era like where we were really unfiltered you know obviously you guys did too I feel like we're all around up there but uh you know <laughs> yeah but, don't forget um, Orlando Jordan either don't forget him oh, huh? doing him. Mm-hmm. So don't forget how they did Orlando Jordan yeah this, yeah yeah, with, that, yeah, with uh, Chris Benoit and that little five second match he had going on for like a month mm-hmm. where he would make you tap out within like 30 seconds. He, he was, was a whole legit, United States one of my favorite so. wrestlers growing up, Orlando Jordan. I was like, yeah, I used to watch Velocity. Like, hey, let me catch, let me catch OJ. Yeah, him and Shelton, man. I, I live, yeah. I live vicariously through Orlando Jordan during his little rookie run on SmackDown. And so when he won the U.S. title, I've, I've, I've I was super excited. Was yeah, him getting the respect from Undertaker and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the same rub Cena guy. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's, he's gonna he's gonna get the rub. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I was I was I was excited for his future. Yeah. So you had said, "Oh, go ahead, Impact. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, because I was just gonna ask, throw something in. Go ahead. So we 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 probably thinking the same thing. So you said uh, Shelton Benjamin. All right, we done. We we did this panel. What this will be the third time, fourth mm-hmm. time, this is the fourth time, and Shelton Benjamin's name popped up for all intensive purposes, good reason. 
what is y'all take on why Shelton Benjamin never got the push he deserved? Like, like, like that's a question I love asking people because for me, if you ask me, Shelton Benjamin for me had everything. The only thing that he was a little, a little not top, top notch on was what, what was his mouthpiece. But other than that, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Other than that, he was highlight reel galore. Right, he, he could, had everything. He could dance going. in circles around a lot of them that actually had pushes, and it's it's beyond me. Which it, it's crazy to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. So his his decline, uh, it wasn't really his fault. It was the mm-hmm. like you said, it goes back to that creator. His rise was in 04, and then he went all the way. Like he he got even further in 05. Um. But yeah, he beat Jericho one on one for the Intercontinental Title, and then he was the highlight of the first ever Money in the Bank. We all know that he took RVD to the limit in his one on one matches. Carlito, he beat Triple H three times. We know this. It was in those six man where they where they fell off. They put him back with Charlie Haas because they didn't have nothing else to do with him after his after the mama thing when he had when they paid that actor lady to come be his mama for that storyline. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, after that, and he beat Ric Flair like I want to say once or twice during that time and then he was doing some work with Shawn Michaels we all know that one match he had with Shawn in 05 and that finished with the springboard and got him with the sweet chain music we still talk about that to this day mm-hmm. but it was in 06 man it wasn't his fault when when the actor they were paying to pay his mom she ended up leaving or whatever and they was like oh what are we going to do let's put him back with Charlie Haas let's, let's, put, let's put the world's greatest tag team back together and then not give them the titles, have them lose to the Hardys, and then Charlie Haas gets hurt, and then they didn't know what to do with him after that. And then, like I said, he he took it upon himself to reestablish his character and await oh, with the gold standard and all that stuff, and then he was United States champion again. But then I think at that time is where he kind of lost his love for it, and then shortly mm-hmm. after, he didn't want to renew his contract. I mean, I think... I think Sheldon, there could have been a window for him to possibly have a, a world title run. I don't know if it would have been a significant one. Um, I just felt like if they wanted to package him as a world champion, they would have. They would have. You know, if, if they were going to package him as a world champion, they would have found a way to overcome what they thought he needed, which was mic work. They would have found a mouthpiece if they really wanted that. But I just think with those guys, I think they're most comfortable when their main guy can do everything and there's no and there's no glaring weakness like you may not be super strong at a, a category but you're not you're it's, it's not noticeably at that at that front i best way i could probably describe it but there's been a lot of a litany of guys who could have should have been world champion could have had a run sheldon sheldon's run i think though it didn't. It didn't need it because it still cemented his legacy to this day that we talked about. How they just pointed out a lot of his career. Those a lot of belts were won during that run, and I think as a wrestler, the most thing you value of all besides your health is you know the legacy you left behind. Mm-hmm. And Sheldon, I'm sure, will look at look at it now like yeah, like it don't matter what I'm doing now, like. Like I, I I did that and I and I paved the way now for guys to like the biggies, like the Lashleys, to actually, you know, bust through, you know, and Lashley's a legit, you know, number one A 
two guy in the in the in the, in the big, biggest company in the world, you know. So, mm-hmm. and his journey has been insane. So, I just think I, I I think with Sheldon, I think his his legacy writes for itself, and we needed a Sheldon Benjamin to get the stuff we're getting now. And then before before Muzz comes on, this is one thing. He's also a uh, person that's not. He was just kind of guilty of circumstances a, a little bit. Keep in mind the class that he came up with. He came up in that OBW 2002 class where John Zena broke out, Randy Orton broke out, Batista broke out, Brock Lesnar broke out. And they pushed all four of those guys somewhat in those years where Shelton was in his prime. So mm-hmm. you can't push five people. You know what I'm saying? It's just the class that he came with. It was a lot of other talented individuals as well. And we see how Zena ended up. We see how Brock Lesnar ended up. We see how Batista ended up. We see how Randy Orton ended up. And then Shelton was just like, he didn't choose the class he wanted to be in, but fortunately his class had other big talents as well. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. You know, eras will have so much talent in one era that someone gets short in the stick. You know what I'm saying? Someone like, like, we always talk about like, you know, Piper never, never being a, a world champion, but he was a household name for decades and, and doing everything, you know, just victim of circumstances as far as what was needed at the top, what was needed at the, as, as, you know, as, as the draw, you know? Okay. No doubt. What about you, Maz? Yeah, yeah, y'all kind of pretty much. <laughs> y'all really much said it. Like, I can't really say let what else is said. Oh, let me ask you this, uh, I, I, and I'll start with you, Miles, on this. So, within the last three years, we have seen quite a few uh, black champions just across the board. Um, you know, Moose, Impact. Um, you've seen Rich Swan. He's been impacted. This has all been made within within three years. Of course, you've seen Kofi. You've seen Big E. Um, we got Carmelo right now uh, doing his thing. Um, Bobby Lashley, of course, doing his thing. Uh, Jade, uh, uh, Sasha. I mean, we can just, Bianca, within the last three years, we've seen a lot of champions from us. Now, could one look at that and say that, you know, because wrestling has been going on for quite quite a long time. If we want to start from where, you know, kind of where WWE sort of kind of picked up in the early 80s all the way to now, there really hasn't been a lot of champions up to the past three years. Do we now say that we're making progress or are we still kind of – not where we should be. What would, what would be your take on that? I mean, we've seen some success. Is it good enough? I huh. feel like we could, I feel like we'd always like, you know, like take it up another notch. Definitely. Um, there's never no stopping. Um, right now, it's just the time where everybody's just, you know, blooming and finally being able to uh, get that shine in. Whereas back then, you know, people were just like not letting other people shine especially due to color and stuff like that and right now you can't do that especially how talented all these people are you cannot hide that it doesn't matter what color they are and i just think it's amazing that 
all these people that have been working so hard are finally just able to break history. And right now, it's just I'm, I'm gonna get all emotional. I'm, I'm like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> like I, talking about Bianca, like uh, watching her has just been uh, uh, like the way that she is with their family, the mm-hmm. things that she does for her daughter, the things that she does for her family, like making their own like clothes and gear and just really doing this for the love of wrestling and for the love, just for the love. Like, it's just insane. Like, I just love it. And um, I don't know. I just, I want to be able to be one of those that are breaking down barriers, just like her and the rest of them. We can't stop. We can keep going and going. Yeah. Nick, we're, we're, we're uh, marketable, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, there was at some point they didn't think that we were really that marketable, you know, leading up to where we're at now. I mean, where, where did that idea come from? I mean, I, I, <laughs> it came, it came, it came from the Rock, essentially, bro. Let's just let's keep one hundred. It came okay. from the Rock. Let's. Ron Simmons was the first African American champion, mm-hmm. and then the Rock, I want to say, was essentially the second, and he he was just charismatic. He broke the door. He made us marketable on SNL, mm-hmm. and then he's on his movies. He's on the cover of video games. He's on commercials. Mm-hmm. He's on cameos. He's on intros. Got books. Super Bowl. Yep. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, when and then Booker T, when he got the when he got the the title next, he's he was as charismatic as them too. Mm-hmm. He was on all these commercials and being marketable as well. So, yeah, it all started from when Dwayne the Rock Johnson got the ball in '98 and ran with it, and he opened up. He opened, kicked the door open for the rest of us African Americans to follow his way. Yeah. Fresco, I mean, we have to be uh, overachievers, man. Is that what we have to be to be seen? I mean, some can say that others do mediocre work and they seem to go right to the top. But uh, with us, we seem like we got to go a little bit extra hard. What's your man, take on that? Look, look who's on the panel with you right now. You got probably three people who know hustle more than anyone else. Like, mm-hmm. how are they always on the always on the road in the air? Ma's got 37 jobs and she's booked every weekend. <laughs> yes. I have my own platform and show and I'm and I'm in an, always in the negative zone, faction, singles, all that, you yep. know, and we're just, you know, just trying to get ours. Just, yeah. trying, just trying to get ours and, you know, we'll and we'll and we'll, we'll see cats, you know, uh get over with less you know so yeah. um it's it's always been that way but it's always been that way for just us period you know i think everyone here on the panel knows that um i i just think it comes with the territory but luckily with who we are and what we do we just got natural juice so like whenever yeah. whenever we need a replenishment it's just gonna naturally get there so we'll we'll never run out of ideas when it comes to creating and and doing stuff in this type because wrestling is perfect for for black folks because all we do is just create and, and vibe off the current situation and it lasts and it create a lasting legacy all of us can all of us can and have done that already mm-hmm. so um it's really made for us and now that it actually given us a chance to like show what we can do now we're going now we're going to snatch that thing so you know it, it that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like now things can always be better, but now we have an opportunity to actually like take it with time, with time and with speaking up on things, but 
I think now, like you just said, you just seen a whole lot of black champions in the last three years. Mm-hmm. You know, before that was a big drought. Now it's almost it's almost commonplace to see at least some black main eventer somewhere in the major. So we we, we just got to keep it up. Like yeah. you like you said with that man, like we have the potential to have a black champion on every major promotion. Bobby Lashley, WWE. Moose Impact, I guess I, I want to say Jonathan Gresham has the he is oh, the Ring of Honor yeah, right. Yep, if I'm not You're mistaken. Yep, and mm-hmm. then with Keith Lee getting picked up by AEW, only matter the, of time. The way that's looking, it's only a matter of time. We can mm-hmm. have an African American as the major championship holder for every major promotion. You know what I'm saying? So it's exciting times. Exciting times. You know what? Then let me pose this question because we talked about it on the other panels. Maybe the next level for us is to go ahead and have our own. And I mean that as our own promotion <clears throat> to where we make sure that we put ourselves first. Yeah, we're going to open the door for everybody because we want to stay in business. But I'm saying to where we looking at all aspects behind the camera in creative, we looking at making sure that, okay, look, we kicked the door open. You gave us a crack, we kicked the door open, we made the best of our opportunities. Now we're gonna create our own. So that way we can make sure we're not just gonna be a trend. We're gonna make sure that we're not just what you profit on right now. I said it last night, you gave us scraps on the table and we went and made a gumbo. Now you wanna eat out my pot. Why don't we just go ahead and just make our own? I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm putting the question out there. What do y'all think about something like that? Do you think that's something that, you know, 10 years in the in, in the future, you know, even less than that, if we can, to where we're really starting to look at everything from our finances. We're starting to look at aligning our goals, building up networks. Do you see what I'm saying? Talking to people right now who are Black people who own promotions right now and working together. Because right now, all eyes on us. Am I not lying? No. So that might be the next step. What y'all think? Um, after doing the the FEW show the other weekend and just literally just having a good time and with the creative, we go back to the locker room from everybody, like all the wrestlers front to back, like everybody was black and that honestly so because I didn't I grew up in a Hispanic and white dominated area. Um, growing up so it just felt pretty cool like I don't know it just felt awesome just the vibe of it and energy Uh, we didn't even we weren't even on our phones like we just you know talking about the show talking about what we could do like to make it better next time and like just cool things just to make things better for us in general and like I just I could see it I could definitely see like these promotions for all black people like in general for front end and the back of scenes i think it, it's amazing we could definitely like push barriers down i i would think i think having a, a, a that happen would be very very interesting to have um just just considering who would need to back it Mm-hmm. I think for it to be successful, we would need to have some some, some, some capital world champions under some heavy names, like your boy Booker T. 
you know, we have to, you know, I think back that like, yeah, you know, have to be for, you know, uh, the reasons would, would, would need to be there. And I think they would need to uh, have a, a very good deal, you know, kind of, kind of, laid on the table for them at some point to have for a TV and then boom because we saw AEW how it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I feel like if if the powers that be were to make it happen, it could it could happen. And, and it would it would it would forever change the industry. It would just it would it'll be a matter of just when. It would just be what what would be the final straw that breaks the camel's back. But okay, this this has to happen. We're we're just we, we we can't we can't leave it to these writers to do it to to do our people you know justice if, if if it ever comes to that like how will we how will we do it and that this you can use this argument literally for like everything when it comes to like industries and like uh, taking things back and black owned businesses and and really giving back to ourselves. Um, and, it, and it's always the big black question is, is, can we do it? Can we, can we, can we, can we make it happen? And can we, uh, put all the stuff aside and make, and, and, and make business business? We shown that we can. So, um, that would have to happen, but I think for it to take place, it would need to be, um, it would have to be like a, a, a fed up point. So. We're, we're, we're seeing bits now. We're seeing companies, Black-owned companies now pop up in the independence. And that's, that's what starts. Yeah, like you said, like Miles was saying, it all starts with a little, with some promotions taking a stand and taking an initiative like FEW, like JB Cool, and saying he started this last year with Say It Loud, making it an all-Black everything uh, promotion uh, show. So everything on the car, everybody in the, each match was of African-American minority. So, um, and then this past one, I hate I missed it because stuff going on out here, but with, they they brought in DJs, they brought in Faye Jackson. So it's other elements besides wrestling. You make it a whole uh, festival, like a whole uh, mm-hmm. weekend um, festivity. So you have the pool party, you have the DJ doing music, playing all the music from our culture, you know what I'm saying? And then you got all the African-Americans. Uh, wrestlers in there taking part as like Malikbo City went up against Snoop and then you got the legends from the past like uh, Tuco Scorpio coming in there still showing us he can do everything a 20 year old can do at the age of 50 with the moon saws and the front flips and all that stuff so but like Fresco said it's going to start with a black promoter taking the initiative to start a black promotion Booker T's a good name because I want to say he was one of the first ones to start his own wrestling promotion of African-American descent. You know what I'm saying? So he's one of the first African-American promoters out there. And then, like you said, you follow suit, so you got JB. Another guy that I'm pretty sure is pretty good with some kind of some kind of capital, hopefully he sees is maybe the Pope, Elijah Burke. You know what I'm saying? NWA. You know what I'm saying? And then you got your, your other charities, you got your other lines of business. He could very well be in line to start his own all-black promotion. Um, so it's, it's it's looking really bright though. It's looking really bright because, you, as you can see, a Bianca Belair can make a company tons of money. Sasha Banks can make a company tons of money. A Jay Cargill can make a company tons of money. A Maserati can make a company tons of money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All African American factions like Lights Camera Faction, Culture Inc., Shane Taylor Promotions, Hit Row, 
can make your company tons of money. So you have the foundation, you have the building blocks to build your own all-black promotion. It's just a matter of who's going to step up and take it. Well, I mean, look at the New Day, right? I mean, yeah. how much money did they bring in as a group to that company? Tons I enough to where they deserve some more respect from Vince to, like, keep the name New Day. Don't just come out here and just be like, oh, it's Kobe Kingston and Big E. Like, no, you keep the name the New Day. You keep that You keep that stable. You keep that name. All that hard work they done put in the last seven years to build that name. You keep it. You keep putting some more respect on it. Don't just toss it in the trash. Wow. Well, That's I, much. Can you yeah. imagine those merch checks, man? Bootios, <laughs> bootios, cut the really. check. The amount of money they made for bootios, right? Man, that was come money. on, man. They came out in Super but, Saiyan gear. They are they, they living, they live, they, they was living their best life, man. Ooh. Yeah, they was making was they was making more in their merch sales than Roman was. Hell yeah, they were by far. Hell yeah, they were. Roman was looking at what you, they you, was bringing you. in as a goal. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's crazy. You can go to like, a random place. They, they knew how to market themselves so well and Mark. sold those the merch, the bootios that came, that had shirts in them, and it made you want the actual cereal before they even like actually thought of making that a thing. You know, it's crazy because I'm I'm like, well, I want the real bootio cereal, and it's like there's no such thing, but they sold you on it because that's how fucking good they are. Like, and then they, they created that for you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I need to try some And then pancake power, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That yep, too. Yep, you, you know what? Let me bring up that question since we talking about the New Day. All right? New Day, we obviously know success. So I'm not even going to go into that. You see what happened with Kofi, right? What it took him, what? How many seconds for Brock Lesnar to take that, that strap off of him? 13. Third, was it 13? All right, 13. Big E, same dude. All right? We've seen the pattern of how WWE is. When Brock Lesnar come in, you know somebody's going to lose the strap. Now, that could be coincidence or that could be, you know, well, I'm sorry. It was either Big E or Roman, and it wasn't going to be Roman, so it was going to be you, Big E, right? I worry sometimes, and this is just my perspective, all right, watching the product. I get worried sometimes that right now you a trend. I'm going to make money off of you, all right? But when it's all said and done, and I feel as though there's other options, and you no longer an option, I'm gonna go ahead and just slowly let you fade away, or I'm gonna just bury you. Now, some of that is part of the business in general, all right? That that happens. But I'm saying, like, with with the new day, and and I like how you brought that up, uh, Holiday, with Vince McMahon kind of telling Kofi and and Biggie, you know, trying to build that up, talking about you. You know, Kofi, so that's how we're going to induce you and Biggie, right? I feel like he didn't understand, and it goes to not being relating, you know, to what that meant. Every time New Day came in, they were talking about my brothers, everything we built with my brothers, that brotherhood. There was another spot I'm going to tell you, and, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was where it was a Royal Rumble, I think it was the year before last, and I think it was Naomi and Bianca that was about to go off the ropes, right? And they were both, they try everybody was trying to do Shawn Michaels that, that year. Skin and both of them, yeah, both of them looked at each other and both rose up together to get back in the ring. Nobody caught that. Impact, I was with you. We was, I was telling you about that. I said, nobody caught that. I want to know who wrote that or if they just decided to do that on their own. Because it's those moments like that that, to me, is black excellence. That's inspiration. Do you see what I'm saying? We wasn't like that right there. We weren't, we, we wasn't no crab mentality. We both trying to come up. That's the way I looked at it. 
two sisters trying to keep, keep each other up. The, the amount of love that was shown between Sasha Banks and Bianca on WrestleMania. You see what I'm saying? That 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 the mutual, e even though they did what they had to do, that to me, that's why I get so passionate on like, look, if, if I win mega bucks or whatever, I come into my success and money and capital, I'm trying to have some conversations with some people to try and get something started. Because those type of moments like that raise us up as a culture overall. There, Plain uh, and simple. I totally agree with you on that. Um there now because now I'm trying not to like miss my thought. Um, because there was a moment of with Bianca and Naomi, right? I think it was um what was it for the Royal Rumble? And um it was a part where you know I uh they were they had their hair spot too, right? Yeah, you guys mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah, yes, I do. So every time when they um I noticed the storytelling, me and Strella were both watching this. It got emotional because the whole time at first it's like they didn't want like they weren't they didn't want to fight but they had to because like you know everybody's fighting for one thing here and then it's like but then they wanted to actually team up and it shows like oh you know we should be cool but then every time when that was about to happen a ruffle would happen around and like everybody you know would start tussling and then it would break them apart and then it gets them back into fighting and I'm just like Man, the storytelling of it was like uh, of uh, that was missed a lot was um, how we got to just like work together type thing, but not get distracted by everything that is around and to love each other as like uh, family and sisters and stuff. And it was a lot of like people I didn't catch that, but I, me and her caught that. We we're just like, man, that is crazy. Like the things that they be doing to like really show the, the the storytelling of the love and like just things like that. I'm just like, man, that was really smart. Like yeah. you don't catch that thing. Like it's really, it's crazy. Well, let me ask you this. If, and I'm, let me go back to something that Simon said and I, and I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this. Okay. So yes, Kofi's your champion. That was the most exciting moment, I think, in, in, in many of our lives. I was at Mania when it happened, and I was trying to pretend like, um, you know, I'm not shedding a tear. All right. So I just, I just pretend like I'm not. Um, he was crying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah. I had a tear. <laughs> okay. Because that was an exciting moment. And during his run. But then you, when it came for him to lose it, the way he lost it. Okay, the title to Brock and how fast that was. Then, um, you have the same thing now. Yes, the same thing happened with with Biggie as well, and and with the same person and as quick. But we also had Bianca, someone who is you're building up as your strongest, your your biggest, your toughest rising star. Lose just as quick when you have. Becky makes her return at SummerSlam. So the question I'm just asking, I, when it's time for us to give up that that title, do is it what's the deal with us the way we lose it? Why is it can't be a five-star match between the matches we're going to have? Why does it have to be just a quick oop and the next person get the title? Is I'm am I overlooking that or or Am I right? No, you're not overlooking it. You see why it only happens in WWE. Now, unless your mm. name is The Rock or your name is Booker T, you're not going to have no five-star exit as world champion. 
Vince does that on purpose for shock value, and he knows it's going to get mm-hmm. heat. And then all it's a victim of circumstances again. Kofi, they had just started that new thing with Fox deal. And then going into Fox, they couldn't have Kofi be the champion because he doesn't – he's not box office like a Brock Lesnar. So, right. But the way he lost it was controversial. We all know that. But Vince knows what the hell he's doing. He set that up on purpose to get more heat on Brock. Especially if it, even if it's just the black community, there's a lot of heat on Brock. You know what I'm saying? Heat is heat. He don't even look at color. So I, it was the whole Fox thing, but then the way he went out was wrong. And then the Big E thing is different because what if Roman didn't catch COVID? If Roman didn't catch COVID, Big E could maybe could very well still be the champ. You know what I'm saying? Just another. Well, the same thing for Bianca, right? She was supposed to fight Sasha. Shock value, shock value with Becky. He wanted Becky to come back as a heel. He knew what he was doing. What better way to get heat on Becky than have him squash Bianca Belair? Even if it's all the black community giving her heat, it's heat nonetheless. So that's exactly what that was. But he knew Becky was coming back. He wanted her to be a heel. He already established Becky, uh, Bianca as a top heel. It's wrong because Bianca didn't get a rematch. Kofi didn't get a rematch. Big E didn't get a rematch. But if it says Rollins, he getting the multiple rematches. If it's a Randy Orton, he's getting multiple rematches. Mm-hmm. If it's a Brock Lesnar, he's getting multiple rematches. So we'll see like we still have some more work to do then because yeah. we should be up at that level as well. In WWE, that's much what it means. In WWE, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it is it's cool that you said that holiday because that's my only gripe about it. Because I'm with you 100 percent and I've talked about it with Impact and the rest of the bad boys. Like I understand because shock value is money. All right, you're gonna piss off everybody. That's why when you go in someone's hometown, you make sure most times they lose if you can, so that way you get heat, right? But the whole not getting your rematch, that shit bothers the shit out of me. Even if even if you was gonna have it to where they had a shred of a chance and then they don't get it. At least you gave them a chance and that's done. We can close that chapter. We got so many unopened chapters that irritates the shit out of me. That's just my personal opinion about that. Yeah, it's just gonna be because if you look at impact, they gave Rich Swan a five-star match with Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 just in WWE, bro. It's just Vince. Like when he does, like you said, when he makes them all the money and squeezes an African American athlete for all the juicy, because when Coco was a champion, he had the Netflix movie, mm-hmm. he had the posters, he had the titles. You know what I'm saying? He beat Samoan Joe, I think, twice, Dolph twice. Uh, he beat somebody else once or twice, too. I think he beat Seth Rollins in like a one on one match. But after he squeezes all the juice out of you, it's a victim of circumstance. If Brock Lesnar is available, I got to give it to my But he didn't squeeze nothing out of Big E because Big E won and he took a, a a losing streak all the way down to the point that he lost the belt. I, I don't know what type of championship run that was. but It, it, it was <laughs> because the way – but you knew they didn't care about the championship run the way he won it. Mm-hmm. The money in the bank, they announced it on damn Twitter. Like Bobby Lashley shouldn't have lost a damn match if you know the dude's going to cash it out on you. So you have a regular match, and all of a sudden you limping afterwards. The fact that they didn't put no thought and effort into giving him a creative way of winning the title, you should have known the championship reign wasn't going to be no, no better. They weren't going to put no effort in that either. So what do you it's think? About, so what do you think about the idea? Some say oh, we'll look at that and go, okay. Well, at least you know WWE is 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 throwing titles at them again. We we flip it back over to AEW. Where are their titles? Why is it taking so long to even get a title? Even if you're gonna take them, take it right off of them really quick. Where's the titles? I mean, well, I think with AEW, there's only there's far less titles to to to, to throw around. You really have two singles belts for men. All right, well, we'll, take, we'll take the AEW one. 
Oh, you, you hit the mute button by accident. There you go. I, I, I you know, I, I think by virtue, you don't, you don't want a hot potato titles around. So I think eventually, a black star will will rightfully become AEW World Champion. As far as the WWE Championship and uh the quick title reign this is what we just alluded to earlier you know there's still work to do as far as getting there we're getting to the point where we're starting to get these accolades where there's six seven now known world black champions you know and 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 set and seven black women's champions and you know we got right now in history but that's it think of all the mm-hmm. black wrestlers and black women's wrestlers mm-hmm. that have been around for years from you know, from from the sheiks and all that stuff like that from the thirties and forties that never got a shot at the thing. So, you know, it's it's hard it's hard lessons learned, but now the kids, the black kids who are going to be future wrestlers, they saw that moment and said, "Damn, like that can't be me. That 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 can't be me if I get that same opportunity, and it won't be me because of this." You know, and it's just and it's, and it's just you know. We 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 hope because I feel like with our generation of wrestlers, we had to learn a lot. Take you know, learn a lot, the good and the bad, take out the bad from our, our previous generation of, of mm-hmm. wrestlers, you know, that, that we learned from. And so that way and so now the people behind us are learning from us and they're taking our our habits and everything as well. So it just circles back to that. And I think really for sustained dominant world title runs for black wrestlers. Uh, Moose is doing a good job, <laughs> but you know. Very good job. Moose, Moose is doing mm. a good job. He's been very, very strong and an and impact for years, I feel. He was, he was interesting without a title, which is it's hard because- Not a real title. Not a real title. Yeah. You know, and then you know he he brought one, but he brought his own. Yeah. He, did, he did that gimmick for a minute, you know, and and uh, I think him that that was an authentic like build for a mega main eventer, you know. And and Rich Swan was such a great underdog that it, it always made it, it made his stories more interesting. So I think with WWE, um, they'll get there. It's steps, man. One, one, one step at a time. Well, this step they take on Bobby Lash is a good start for me. Yeah, yeah two like, times, two time champ already. Like you know, who knows what happens after this weekend? But you can't take it away from him that you know he he's got that, and it means to me that they're comfortable with him being one of their top three guys. Mm-hmm. He he essentially took Drew's spot. Hey you guys, know, yeah. you know. Uh, Thanks, Drew, MVP. Drew's in Corbin hell right now, mm-hmm. you know, feeding with Corbin for the last six months, <laughs> you know, and Bobby's the firm number two guy because yeah. I think I think it's Brock's like number zero, then there's then one Roman, then mm-hmm. then like then it's, then it's Lashley, I think. But yeah, that's the hope right now for a dominant for your, your dominant world title run. Last week's first one was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Sure was. For him to go into his second straight WrestleMania as a potential WWE champion for WWE, this is a lot. It, it is. is. This is a lot. Yep. You know, holidays. Something. If he, if he, yeah, he, he drops it or not, 
don't but, know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Brock Brock might do the third. He might he might be my he might be the third black man for a world fourth black man for a world title. Vince gonna do Vince gonna do him dirty. Vince gonna go eventually. Out. We know it's gonna happen. Black History Month. He's gonna do the title. gonna do it. Because if Vince he's gonna pin Bobby too. Why? If Vince was gonna do this, because why have Brock win the Royal Rumble only to put him in an elimination chamber match? Why would you do that? You could have gave that Rumble Rumble win to, to like to Big E to from my perspective. I feel like Big E should have won. Mm-hmm. But you know you you know you're going to main it to do the title for title because now you got mm-hmm. Roman gonna win against Goldberg. You got Lesnar win this elimination chamber, main nope. his title for title, and then like that's what Vince wants. It is it's stupid. But it's not gonna stop everybody from buying a ticket to go watch it. So it is what it is. Shit, I already bought my damn ticket, so it, it, I, it nothing I can do. But you know, I, I, I'm already locked in. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's you, you know what's interesting, and just real quick, you know, you talked about MVP. Now that's somebody that I don't have substantiated evidence, but I've heard many of, of people say that he does have more of a role than what we obviously see on TV. Do we need more people like MVP? Now, before I, before y'all get into that, I knew from day one in WWE that if you put MVP with Bobby Lashley, it was going to be a hit. Because I remember way back in TNA was MVP, Bobby Lashley, Kenny King, and they had Day Faction. And that was fire. Mm. That was fire. Even to the point to where I was bugging the shot at Impact. I was like, man, Kenny King finna come to WWE. That'd be some cool ass shit. He was like, man, shut the fuck up, bro. I was just like, I was because because man, I was like, I was ready. I'm still ready, real talk. But I'm saying, (laughs) like, like, like for me, because that whole faction they had was fire. Now you had an iteration of that, which we talked about other panels. What are y'all thoughts on the hurt business? Should they have been dissolved? Was that the right move? Because I felt like they was on fire and they weren't letting off the gas. I want to let Ma start off. off. To be honest, I felt like uh, that was the biggest mistake to just like let them dissolve. Like that was that's hot fire. Like shoot, like I don't know, like just the whole thing. (laughs) To be honest, I can't really explain it, but you don't really have a faction like that to represent, like what we have what we're trying to get going right now which i think it's an amazing representation you know what i mean and uh for the fact that you know cut short like it's like (sighs) sorry my dog is just like interrupting you right now my my dog do it so needy (laughs) your dog was looking at you uh fresco like you know what time it is right Oh yeah, no, she's trying to play me. She already went out. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do y'all feel like all right, all right? So with uh, with that faction per se, right? Oh, I'm sorry, the videos. hurt business. Oh, yeah, the hurt business. yeah. So, so the hurt business. How long were they together for? Like four months. I felt like yeah, they, I won't were, say like, they weren't even the full fact. Pretty sure. You're, you know, here's here's my thing with factions. We're gonna put them together. You gotta keep them together. You know what I'm saying? At least for a bit. That was not a bit at all. Uh, that uh, like I, the build I, was I, just I short like they got their moment, and they just said, "Okay, 
All right, let's 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 go ahead and do it. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those what ifs. I feel like if it was a different era, it would have it would have lasted years. Um, and just kind of seeing what what Shelton and Cedric are doing, you know, from from then on, you know, just uh, you know, just sad. But I feel I feel like when it comes to what's going on over there, you kind of just gotta just take the good with the bad and, and see like, okay, we, 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 we got that. We, you know, got that moment, got, got those moments, but we know we could have got more. Yeah. It was one of them, um, short little fashions that they kind of lost faith in too early. They had a trend of doing this before they did it to the hurt business. They eventually did it to retribution. We saw how that worked out. And then, <laughs> They did it with like the United Nations. I think that was another faction before that. Yeah, with with Seamus and all them boys that gave up on that thing too. Um, it what it came down to was I pretty they were so short sighted. They saw Bobby Lashley, kind of the way Triple H was presented in two thousand two through oh five, and the MVP just being the Ric Flair. But then with Randy Orton and Batista, they didn't see that in Sheldon and Cedric. So they just uh, they just started to blow it up and just give it to Bobby as a WWE champion and have yeah. MVP as the sole guy as his backup. You know, cleaner cleaner package to to probably put put out. That's probably what they looked at it like. Like ah, uh, we don't really we only need these guys winging uh, winging around the package of just the clean, almighty. Oh, you know, clean MVP, clean Lashley with the mm-hmm. with the strap. You know, aesthetic aesthetic. You know. And then, as big as as big as Bobby was being presented, if you you keep calling him the Almighty Lashley, if he's so Almighty, why does he need these two other guys with him? So that's how they looked at it, to the uh, like creative wise. They lost faith in it. They they kind of boxed themselves in the hole with the way they were having Bobby just like beat everybody, and the way he won the title was kind of iffy. But I mean, he won it, so it is what it is. But that's that's all it was with the, with the name Almighty. They kind of box themselves in the hole where if you're so Almighty, why do you need these two guys with you? Yeah. Well, let me ask you all as we are getting close now, just to uh, to sum it all up. What what would you like to see? You know, just going forward. I mean, we seeing that we're making we're making progress, and that's good. But ultimately, you know, if if you if you was king for the day, what would you like to see come out of professional wrestling? And most importantly, most importantly, with us being a part of this pro wrestling um, journey. And I'll start. Uh, I'll start with you, Holiday Man. What what what's your take? As far like we spoke on it earlier. If we can have a time in wrestling, we have four African-American athletes as the company's top champion, WWE, AW, Impact, and Ring of Honor, hopefully when they come back. But then it doesn't have to be guys. It can be for the women. If you can have all four uh, top titles for the, the, the women in AEW, be African-American, that'll be a good, a good uh, step in the right direction for minorities in the state of professional wrestling. But that and then if we can get like that like you like you said, all black promotion. 
a weekly all-black promotion owned by a black promoter showcasing nothing but black athletes that are really getting enough shine. Some under uh, some athletes in Kansas City or Dakota or uh, out here in Vegas that ain't getting no love, you know what I'm saying? If we can get a promotion to showcase some of these athletes, somewhat of what they're doing in the Northeast, they call it the Wrestling Open, ran by uh, this guy named Drew. He just uh, does his weekly um, his weekly wrestling show on every Thursday. He brings mm-hmm. in a lot of local cast to give them a, um, a stage to work on and in front of a live crowd and do some do some stuff. And they broadcast on independent wrestling TV. If we mm-hmm. can get something like that out here on the West Coast mm-hmm. and make it like an all black thing with like an all black commentary team, and then we got an all black every week. We have a black musical guest locally. Uh, don't even really give a, don't really have to be too nationally known. But that'll be a good step in the right direction for the state of African Americans, um, athletes, and professional wrestling. Yeah, that'd be great if someone can decide to to take that up and and make that move. You know, it's it's interesting because we kind of know what needs to be done and what should be done. Just that sometimes it seems like no one's ready to pick up the ball and say, "I'll be the one." And apparently, there's one over in the Northeast. I think you said, but we need we need someone. You know, to do the same thing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. how about you, Fresco, man? What would you like to see, man, just going forward? I just, I really feel like, you know, it should be to a point where 50% of the roster black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's to the point where it's, 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 it's common. Yeah. It's common. It's, it's not, it's, 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 it's not even looked at different more because we're, we're we're just here. It's ours, right? We're, we're, we're in it. We're in it. I would, I would, I would want to see that, but more than, but but more than that, I would want, I would want to 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 see the the crop of black talent we got now. You know, I I I I, I think it's there to take it. I think it's there to take it with our generation. And I think it's, you know, being being that turning point. I was like, okay, now we, we gotta stop. We got we we're fucking with all of them now. We 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 can't we we can't just ignore it. We can't ignore them. Too much, too much sauce, too much juice, too marketable. And once you once once they have that in your hands, that's when the industry's gonna change. Yeah. So I, that's where, that's where I'm at on that. I, I feel like we're at that point now where, you know, we're at, we're at the tipping point where we're ready to just really change the shit in our image a bit. You know what I'm saying? It's there for the taking. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's grab it. Grab it. Grab it and take it. Maserati, you're going to be queen for the day. How are we going to change? <laughs> She's queen every day. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. To be honest, I just just want more equal equality. Like just mm-hmm. everybody, just be training equal instead of just like I don't know. I'm just tired of just the comparisons of black one black person and another black person. Right. That's just like we don't do that with the other like yeah people of different colors. So it's like. You know, I kind of just, I'm kind of over that. I just want to be like, hey, you know, you asked a little blah, blah, blah. That's cool. Like, 
and you could compare me like what you like you know like if you want to you know tell me how you feel about what I how I wrestle don't just like look at me and be like you remind me of the so-and-so because of my skin color and I'm right. completely the opposite of this person so I did that's something I just want to rid of in this business and hopefully we could just move past that and know that everybody is um individual and we Sorry. are our own and uh when we want to talk about i'm gonna have to bring this back up about like you know how many people don't be getting their uh their uh, rematches right um mm-hmm. you know holiday had holiday had said uh how many had not Let's talk about, you know, how Sandra Moon had multiple, multiple chances, <laughs> you know, and rematches of my FSW championship belt. And uh, what do you know? She finally got it, and Maserati still never got a damn rematch. Uh, coincidence, right? We're talking about this. What's happening in the indie level as well, huh? It's a conspiracy. Joe, I just had to bring that up. You know, we'll throw that in there. Uh oh. Uh oh. Back old stay woke. You gotta, you gotta, uh. hit, you gotta hit up Joe, man. <laughs> that that news is probably gonna have to travel, most likely. <laughs> but, but like you said, you, there you go. But like you mm-hmm. said, Impact. If we the kings of the day, if I was the king once again, I'll call. I'll call Scott DeMore and say, stop playing. Go ahead and sign Maserati to a contract right now. If I was king of the day, I'll go ahead and call up Devon. Let's get Lights, Camera, Faction, a tryout. And let's get these boys on NXT. If I was the king of the day, I'll go ahead and call up Tony Khan. Stop playing. Wake the hell up and go ahead and sign Culture Ebony to your roster today. And if I was the king of the day, I'll call Joe the Facco and be like, yo, we tired of Lights, Camera, Faction ducking us. All right, <laughs> like, look, oh, come on. Well, you know, the thing is about it, we don't run from anyone, we don't duck anyone, and we always ready for some smoke <laughs> culture ink. So we we here we here we 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 in zones we we document our vlogs right you you guys see y'all do y'all thing too so you know you're you're in town uh, you're in town making the scouts so, you know come 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 you know come come through and uh, i think that I'll would be a I'll fire fire match so Joe. still here. ice williams to stay woke Tell Watson to stay woke. Tell Action Braxton. Tell uh tell tell your guys uh wait oh tell your guys to stay woke. Tell them to stay on their even keels because the faction is gonna rise to the top. (laughs) All right. Let me ask you what all it takes is a phone call. Y'all, 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 y'all put it down. Hey, we might need some sponsors now. Hey. <laughs> always, always use some sponsors. Cause you all know, right, out that. that's a, that's a, that's a mega, that's a mega match potentially. Mega match deserves mega sponsors. Vegas bad boy, stay woke. What's up? <laughs> we might, hey. we, we might have to wake up our our, our purse strings a little <laughs> bit more and, and do some more sponsorships. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Fresco. Uh, as we now just gonna 
come to an end. Um, I want you to give you a shout out, uh, whatever um, uh, promotions you want to shout out there, any uh, any dates you want to do. Uh, just try to stay away from this weekend because this is going to play next week, next Wednesday. Okay. So, uh, so anything after this weekend. Just stay on the lookout, folks. We got a lot of things coming up soon. It's been it's, it's, it's been a lot of things going on, but trust me, it's all coming together. Yeah. New episodes of the Fresco Show Season 3 is coming back. We got some special guests here. They're going to be online. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. The Standard will be back in Vegas. And also, do not fear my company, the place I've saved. Big Valley, the Valley, King of the North, King of the Valley, the heavyweight champion. My show will be back very soon, too. The Vegas Secret Wars has been going on for a while in Sin City. But trust me, the kingdom of the fly will be represented. So the spring and the summer is about to be fly. How does uh, <laughs> how does one get to your show, and um, how about your social media handles? Man, you know what it is. You can follow me on all the social platforms. The Fresco Show is the only live show that can be simulcasted on Twitter, okay. Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, Go Live Vegas, YouTube, okay. on my Twitter, all at the same damn time because we only do it high quality on the Fresco Show. Mondays, live. 7 p.m. Pacific. Maserati been a guest on the show. Okay. She know what it's all about. It's, it's nothing but high profession now. You can follow me all on those platforms. Okay. All of your news and updates. No doubt. Thank you very much, Fresco. Appreciate it. Thanks for showing up. Holiday. <coughs> when you go have a holiday on the show, huh? We got <laughs> Coach Dave on the show, huh? <laughs> huh? Come, 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 come holler at me. Maybe we can... Maybe we can maybe we can crunch some things, crunch some things, crunch some crunch things. Crunch some things so they crunch can crunch some okay. things. Okay. <laughs> Holiday, tell us, man, what you got coming up. Man, okay. What we got? What 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 coaching got coming up? That was that was a lot. A lot of press. I don't know. I don't know if we got anything to match that now. Lights camera faction, y'all moving. I see y'all. Um, well, I mean, this weekend you can catch coaching back in Texas City at Reality Wrestling. We'll be out there and then we gotta make a we got to make a trip to North Carolina for Firestar Pro because they're having a, a new Jack Tag Team Memorial Tournament. We're going out uh, for the second round of that. Should be an uh, interesting matchup with some other underrated tag teams, the Russell Twins and uh, Sky High. Looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Um, like I said, then with the Sky High. Yeah, there's, there's, there's another, believe it or not, there's another Sky, sky High, high on the east side. No! Yeah. Is this called Sky High? Yes, look it up. Firestar Pro, Diego Hill, and I, there's another one. What? How long have they been around? They've been around, I want to say, uh, probably not as long as the Sky High here on the West Coast. I'm going to oh, say that at least. Snap. I think they probably came oh, that name. Oh, I'm telling. Sky High East. We need to it's another oh. sky high out there on the east side, buddy. So, wow. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I can do a little scouting for you. You know what I'm saying? Get the information, <laughs> come back past the material. You know what I'm saying? Give it to you know Mondo. See what he thinks about it. Maybe you want to change the name. Maybe you don't want to change the name. Oh my god! <laughs> so, oh my uh, gosh, we, we got funny. that. 
and then well, Coaching makes well, their return to New England. D'Lo told him a long time ago that if they were going to go to the next level, they got to change the name anyways. I think I think Disney owns the rights to Sky High. Yeah, it was, it was a movie. A, it yeah. was a show. Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah. Kurt Russell in it. You know, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> but damn, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I hope I hope right. I'll go how, back and watch this. And um, and how do we reach you too, Holiday? If someone want to uh, see what's with you and your group, so just stay woke because the future's ours. Beware of the culture. We're changing the culture professional wrestling one promotion at a time. You can catch us on all our social media handles with the same name, the word culture, and then ink with two eyes on the ink. With Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find us on all that culture ink with two eyes on the ink. Stay woke. All right, appreciate that. The hardest working woman in Vegas, Maserati. Tell us what you got going on out there and how to reach you as well. Man, I got a lot coming up. Uh, so not in order. Uh, shoot, I have Lucha. So not in order, but in this month and next month, I have Lucha Peroso and Cali. You'll catch me in new traditional wrestling in a couple cities in California as well. I will be in Texas for a TBA announcement. Okay. You will hey. All right. All right. Okay. And then, uh, and then okay. I also have. I will be making my debut at um, Vixen's Wrestling Revolution, okay. as well as making my return back to Belladonna's, and then another surprise that I cannot say yet. All right. All right. And Compton Mania. Yeah, I have quite a few. So yeah, I'm just gonna post it and you'll see. Give us exclusive. <laughs> I, I see. I told you. Out the yin I'm, I'm a bit of a thing, you know. So how does <laughs> one? How does one follow you? Huh? Um, yeah, I need to fix that. Uh, so on Twitter, it is Maserati three. And let me just let you know how to spell that because apparently people still miss. Spell that on flyers and on posts. M A Z Z E R A T I. Okay. M A Z Z E R A T I. Got it. Maserati3 on Twitter. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it is Maserati as well, or my government name, Shayna Lazarus. S H A Y N A Lazarus. And then uh, on Facebook, it is Maserati Lazarus. <laughs> All right. I found a team for you first, though. Here they go right here. I don't know if you can see it, but that's them. Sky High. Uh, oh, my God. And, and they some brothers, too? <laughs> I'm weak. Oh, oh, Sky High. <laughs> when to take the name? When to take the name? They come out to uh, Kendrick Lamar and Schoolboy Q Sky High song. I wouldn't be surprised. We gotta have a sky high versus sky high man. Winner takes the name. Winner, winner takes the name in the Indies. In the that, that best of the no, no, no first finish, no, no DQ finish. Like it's gotta be a winner. Can't, can't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's gotta be a winner. That best of the West be. promotion will be good. Best of the West versus best of the East. Sky high versus sky high. That'll be good. Ooh. That's not right. like money to me. I, I can't going on. We got we got doppelgang. We got multiverse doppelgangers attack teams <laughs> here in the Indie Indies. That's just wild. 
Simon Street. What you want to say, man? I'm giving you the final word. Oh, man, I get the final word. This is rare, yeah. then. All right, y'all. So, like I'm going to always say, always try to keep that positivity with you. Make it contagious. And just remember, all of us have been blessed and fortunate enough to be able to make the moves we make. Make that contagious and pass it, pass the ball to the next person so that way we can all raise up together. Amen. No doubt. Things I'm blessed. All right, listen, I'm going to play the outro, but y'all don't leave quite yet, all right, to our panel. But I appreciate you all uh, hanging out with us, and uh, we'll do this again another time, all right? And I'm glad I made y'all relevant again. Oh, look at you, look at you. Thank you. Culture Inc. versus Lights, Camera, Facts is going to happen. Stop ducking us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the sacred (laughs) timeline says that one day it's going to happen. Okay. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.